Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Culture Shop Podcast, where we explore travel, career, family, dating, and so many aspects of life from the Caribbean perspective. I'm your host, Sharm. Thanks for joining us. Culture Shop fam, welcome back to another episode of the Culture Shop with Charm. Listen, listen, you guys. I am so overwhelmed right now with the responses that I have been receiving regarding the last three episodes that I dropped. The first episodes that I dropped, I should say. I am just blown away with how many messages and reposts and Random people just messaging me like, yo, we love this. This is so needed. This is so necessary. You're fine. It. I was like, oh yeah, word. Listen, I am super grateful at the responses. Um, Originally, I was, you know, I, I planned to drop two episodes and the night before I'm like, you know what? I think it would be beneficial, beneficial if I just give you guys all the episodes that I think is pertinent and kind of flows together and just start off the podcast with a bang. So I am ecstatic that it was so well received and so many people are happy about it. And um, there's just been so much positive energy and so much positive and so much of a positive response around the entire podcast that I am just so energized, motivated to just keep going with this and just to keep making this a great product. And really what this is, it really is a labor of love for me. And um, it's a hobby. I enjoy doing it. And it's just really energizing and amazing to see that people are receiving, you know, my work. And I'm just happy. My happy. My happy, happy, happy. I am really ecstatic about this particular episode because to be honest I wanted to complete the travel series all at once and for some reason this topic just kept weighing on my heart for weeks and months actually maybe years I've had so many discussions about this I've had so many heated debates about this over the years And while I was preparing all the podcast episodes, something kind of happened in between that. And I was like, oh no, I'm definitely doing this. And I really wanted to, you know, get my thoughts together in the right way and to make sure that none of what I say in this episode is misconstrued. So I really wanted to make sure that I'm very careful with my words, but also as real and honest about this issue as I can get, because I feel like it's something that we talk about amongst ourselves, but we don't really hear a lot about this topic in the media. And I just wanted to be, um, to have a forum that we can discuss this honestly And really, I'm looking forward to the responses and the feedback from you guys, especially once this episode launches, just to see what everybody's take on it is and um, just to keep the discussion going. So as the title says, setting family boundaries. Yo, some of you actually caught this 
when I did my first episode and I was speaking about family and I'm saying like your relationship with family can be draining. Some of you text me like Charmaine, Charmaine. <laughs> I was like, yo, relax, relax, relax. Um, I just want to put a disclaimer out. Um, a lot of what I speak about are from my own personal experiences and also the experience of family and friends that I speak to about this topic um, on occasion. I am not going to reference anyone in my family or any friend. I call no name. I reference nobody. But I feel like I can use some of these stories and these references to kind of help people first and foremost. And also, if you are experiencing the same thing or have experienced some of these um, issues, uh, that we you're not alone and we're all here to discuss it and, and have honest discussions around it. And as I said before, I really wanted to do the travel tip, but I feel like this topic had a lot of poignant um, points that I really need to discuss. So recently, I had the pleasure of participating in a Black Leadership Summit. And this was a part of a diversity and inclusion um program that my company runs. And during that summit, I had the extreme pleasure of hearing Miss Melody Hobson speak. And during her, during the conversation and during her presentation, I knew that I had, I was just deeply moved to do this topic. I was to be honest, during her presentation, I started crying um, because a lot of what she said just just hit home for me personally. And I'm going to share with you um, some of what she says and just kind of give you an introduction as to who she is. So if you don't know who Miss Melody Hobson is, she is, she is the president of the largest African-American-owned money management fund companies in the U.S. She advocates for financial literacy, especially in the Black community, and has had um, a lot of success in that field. She sits on the board of Starbucks, I believe Chase. This woman is highly, highly respected in her field and has accrued a lot of success over the years. So, I was super excited to hear her speak. She has just been someone that I have followed her career somewhat, and she had always been an inspiration to me. So when I saw that she was actually on the panel, I I had to be there. And I, I could not have imagined how what she said impact would have impacted me and and changed my how I felt about a certain situation and even my way of thinking. So during her speech, and I won't get into everything that she spoke about, but during her speech, um, she asked the audience if they had questions for her. And a lot of the questions were, you know, about you know, building wealth and, you know, the wealth, building wealth, especially in the black community, um, you know, financial questions, personal financial questions. 
And then someone actually was brave enough to stand up and ask the question that I was sitting there <laughs> too shy to ask because this was a room of 160 people. Yes, I'm an introvert. That's very hard to believe. But I was very happy because he articulated it way better than I could have. So I'm, I'm very grateful that, for that. But the question that he had was, how do you deal with being the first or the only person in the family who has a degree or, you know, made it through college or has a job that, you know, you're able to buy a house and you're able to afford certain things. How do you deal with that? And how do you set boundaries for your family? And, and, and when do you know when to stop and when do you, when to stop supporting and how far to go? And that was kind of the line of questioning. And Melody actually paused for a second before she responded. And, and I could definitely see that this is something that resonated with her because she's from a family of six, um, a single parent home. And for her to kind of come out that successful, I could imagine that there there's a lot of family dynamics behind the scenes that she doesn't necessarily speak about every day. And then she pointed out that, you know, she wants to actually write a book on this because it's so it's such a, a a huge topic that has impacted her life and her interactions um for as long as she can remember and i'm actually going to post a snippet of the the conversation and her response on my instagram page culture shock with charm and charm travels so that you guys can go and see it once this episode is launched But one thing she said that just like stuck with me and it was so poignant and I, I, she basically said, you work hard and you deserve what you have. You work hard and you deserve what you have. And I don't want this statement to be misconstrued. And the person that asked the question, that is not my story. I have a lot of successful people in my family. I have, you know, a lot of people who have, you know, not necessarily gone through the college route, but they're doing good for themselves. They have them like a business, they have them like a trade, them take care of them family. They have their own success. So that story is not necessarily mine. But I mean, the point of actually making sure that you are setting boundaries with what you can and cannot do stuck out with me because I struggle with that personally. And I've had so many conversations with people. I even had a DM conversation the other day with somebody randomly that I don't even know personally. And we started talking about that and how difficult it is and how do you draw the line and and, and why do I feel bad for for trying to be successful and, and, and achieving success. Like, why do I feel bad about having this success? And it's, it's, it's something that a lot of us deal with in different ways. And like I said, I feel like I'm going to have to do disclaimers throughout this whole episode. I'm not saying by any means that I am above anyone or, you know, I feel like I've reached like a pinnacle of success. I'm just saying especially when you move to another country, 
when you move abroad, there are so many dynamics that change with your family when you leave. And also there are dynamics that change with your family that are here when you arrive that I am going to dive into. Don't worry. This is going to be a longer than usual episode because I have a lot to say on this. So bear with me. I'm going to kind of keep it light, but there's a lot of serious conversation to have around this topic. And I, I really wanted to dive into some of these points. So first of all, I want to say foreign are all we call what we call foreign overseas for the island people overseas. It usually means US, Canada, England, Europe, you know, other places where a lot of opportunities are. That's what we call foreign. So I'm going to refer to where I live as foreign um, throughout this conversation. I know you've heard this a million times, but foreign is not a bed of rose. It's not. And I think people who actually move away need to be very honest with themselves first and with people back home that it is not. In order for you to really make it, in order for you to really make it, it takes extreme strength, it takes humility, it takes resilience. Like, listen, you are going to have to be prepared to do what you need to do to get where you need to go. You are going to have to be prepared to be humiliated, to be upset, to be embarrassed, to be put in very unfamiliar situations and have to come out on top to make it. You have to push that much harder. As an immigrant, as a black person, you have so many targets on your back. Yes, the opportunities are here. There's no doubt. There's things that you wouldn't even dream of doing when you're living in Jamaica. And here you have the opportunity. But let me tell you, a lot of people will get that opportunity and fall short of executing it because, and I'm not saying that other factors can't come into play. There's illness. There's, you know, a heavy family burden of responsibility that can really detract you from your focus. But it takes a lot. You know, Jamaica, you can't say, all right, mega stay with my cousin, or mega stay up the road, or mega catch in, you know, in another room, or mega catch. Your foreign is not like that. You have to pay your bills, or you're evicted. You know, it, it's, it's so different. And I think a lot of foreigners paint this picture like, yeah, man, yeah, man, I'm, a $2 for that, man. Yeah, man, I can't buy that. Yeah, man, I, you know, see the car on my drive. My drive, you know, no says a Benz, my drive. Dude, be honest. You are in debt most of the times. And if you have good credit, you can pretty much walk out with whatever you want out of the lot. Like we, <laughs> I mean, people living abroad need to be honest. First of all. Painting a picture that is totally false and then the expectations and, and what you're able to do does not match what you're saying. So that's first and foremost. We have to be honest. Talk truth. Talk truth about foreign. It's not easy. I mean, I can tell you that when I came here, there's a lot of humility that went into what I, a lot of what I went through. 
You know, I had to really like hold my corner and say, you know what? I have a purpose and I have a mission and I'm going to make it happen some way, somehow. It takes that amount of resilience. Some people have it easy. Don't get me wrong. If you're one of them, then great. Kudos to you. But for the rest of us, it's not easy. And worse, if you leave from Jamaica and go in at a call and you have to wake up them bad four o'clock in the morning and the the bus brought down in the ice and them come and them de-ice the bus and you have to walk 10 miles. Yo, (laughs) may I have flashbacks? Yo, shout out to Kings County, Brooklyn. Okay, shout out to Kings County, Brooklyn because... That built, that place built me, built me because I went through it. So when I see people who try to paint a picture like, oh no, it's great, girl. It's great. It's it's perfect. It's not. So first of all, just be honest, you know, be honest. And everybody probably won't believe you, but just remain true to yourself and be honest about it. And let's not forget This is what I keep saying. And I've said this to people over the years and they don't really believe it. But there are a lot of people in the islands, Jamaica in particular, that live way better than people who are living in foreign. I know that might sound very strange to you, but this is a fact. A fact. So we have to be honest with our family and friends about our financial situation what we're going through, and what we're able to do. Whether they choose to believe it or not, we have to just be honest and upfront, all right? And then now you're honest about your situation, say that you you, you, you earn a little change. You're, you're gone. You can pay a little bills, you know, you have your little family, you know, can buy a little house, you, you can do a little vacation, you have a little things, you have a little disposable income, and you say, all right, you know what? I want to make sure I keep the link a yard. I want to make sure I say, I keep people a yard okay. I want to make sure I say, oh, let me just say this. Your mother, your parents, and your immediate family, those you have to establish a special cadence for. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that. But I'm really talking about establishing um, boundaries with certain family members or, or certain um, extended family members. Your mother always have to get take care of. Your father always have to get take care of. So that is a different situation. Although in some ways, you may have to establish boundaries there, but that is, that's a soft spot for a lot of people. So say that now, you kind of establish that, yeah, you want to make sure, say, your, your siblings and your cousin them and, and your, 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 even your, your brethren them where you grew up with and thing them all right. You have to make sure that if you are helping somebody, you are establishing the value and establishing the cadence with which you are going to send this kind of help. So say that you say, all right, boss, may I go send you $50 a month or may I send you $100 every other month this is what I can do because guess what? Ma have to do X, Y, Z. You don't have to explain it, but you can just make a general say, yeah, ma have X, ma have Y, ma have $2,000 in a bills every month, ma have $5,000 in a bills, and you know say, 
this are going this way and that's going that way. So me can do this every other month. You have to say what you intend to do and when. And if you can't do it, you can't say, yo, Managa do this next month. It, it, it's like you're establishing communication. So it's not like say you expect people to be harassing you the whole time for money and harassing the whole time for this and everybody want this. At least you have a set schedule for who you can help and when. And it's just... It's just so sad because every time I talk to people, and this is like something that people are afraid to talk about, like, me feel so we need to talk about it. When Melody said, you work hard and deserve what you have, she also gave a, 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 an example where she said she, she was buying things for herself. I mean, let's be honest, Melody buying and my buying are two different things because Melody probably are buying like, you know, the whole spring summer collection of the Valentino and Charmaine is in Target. Okay. So two different spending here, but you can't feel bad for treating yourself and buying things for yourself because you're like, yo, all right, me can't buy the slippers here this month because me need for send a hundred dollars. Like, oh my God, this person would have really benefit from this. Like if you do that, you're going to drive yourself crazy. Do what you can within your own conscience. If you know you can't help and you can help out um, more or contribute more, then go ahead and do that. But I'm going to caution you. Do not run yourself dry. Remember you have in retirement, you know, you have your retirement for safer. You have rainy day. Remember foreign is unforgiving. You lose your job tomorrow and you don't have a plan B. A lot of these people you cannot call. A lot of them you can't call, but cause let's be honest. Some people, if they get into the position where they can help you, they will not reciprocate. Let's be honest about that. A lot of times you are pouring and pouring and pouring into a situation. And if the tables turn, these people, they don't help. And it's, it's not only people back home, it's people here too. Because to be honest, it's, it's not just people back home we're talking about here. We're talking about people who just see you and say, yo, my face say, yo, me see you on Instagram the other day, now. me see you on Facebook, you know, me see you fly all over the place, and me see you with your new car and this, and they're just like, all right locked in. I'm definitely going to be asking for something. And, and listen, it's fine. I'm going to want nobody feel like say, I'm saying don't help your family and don't help your friends, but Hey, you have to draw the line and you have to be okay with treating yourself. You work hard. You wake up four o'clock in the morning, five o'clock, you have kids for get ready, go school. You have bus for catch, train for catch one hour commute, come home, do homework. Like you ain't got no help. There's no helper. There's no gardener. There's no this. You're doing everything. So stop feeling bad when you have to make the decision to treat yourself and to make yourself feel good about the life where you try to create. And I'm not saying you should ignore everybody that helped you. For heaven's sake, if you have an auntie where you used to send you to school, try and look out for her. You know, call her. A couple times a month are, are doing, you know, whatever cadence you want to establish and say, yo, auntie, you know, some other thing for you. Them appreciate it. I'm not saying ignore people. I'm saying understand your bu- your, your budget and, and, and strike a balance with what you can do to help 
and be okay with saying, hey, I'm going to do this for myself this month. This will have to wait. I heard this story where somebody told me, say, um, they went to, I think it was Helsha. They went to Jamaica and they went to Helsha. I think it was Helsha, yeah. And um, they brought some of their family members out and they buy some fish and lobster and whatever it was. And one of the family members then turned around and say, oh, so you done paid $20,000 for food. Um, why you couldn't give me the money for buy for pay for the school fee? I'm sorry, what? Like, aren't uh, them something they know? I don't understand this sense of entitlement with people. Like, oh no, please, oh no, stop it. May I beg? It, it's so, it is so disheartening. It is so stressful. It is so draining because now it's like, you, you feel like you can't enjoy anything. You can't do nothing because it's like, you, you have to be helping everybody. And let's be clear. There are people who need help and there are people who just want to have things to show. That's two different things. When you know so somebody need medical help and financial help for, for necessities, that's a different situation with somebody who tell them what the latest iPhone. Um, what? No, that doesn't make any sense. Like... I, I just don't understand the sense of entitlement to these things. Like, you have to be reasonable. If I want something, like when me, I, I was living in Jamaica, my cousin them I come down. Me just say, listen, um, me need an outfit. <laughs> or, you know, I would have asked for stuff, but I wasn't unreasonable. You know what I mean? If they said they couldn't carry it, it's cool. That's fine. But I'm not saying don't ask, but you have to be reasonable with people. And not everybody can afford to buy a phone for you that's a thousand dollars because a majority of us who live in the states do not buy our phones cash up front with upon a payment plan plan where we pay twenty dollar a month thirty dollar a month that's how we get our phones okay we're not paying a hundred thousand jamaican dollar thousand um us dollars for no phone i don't know anybody doing that if you're doing that kudos to you <sighs> I'm groaning because, yo, I'm telling you, man, this this topic, I I waited too long. I should have dropped this first, but I said, you know what? I got the right word from Melody. And I'm not, and when I mentioned before about the retirement, you can't neglect your retirement money now. Before you know it, you reach retirement age and you not even have enough money for buy for build a little house at Jamaica or do whatever you want to because you send all of your money go give people and now a lot of these people, like I said, the ungratefulness and they will not reciprocate if they're in the same position or if they can. They don't. And another thing too that I want to say to people abroad, when you're giving something. Don't give it because you expect to get something. Like, <laughs> that's not what we're promoting here. If you are supporting your family and helping helping out your brethren or whatever, don't do it because you want to puppeteer them when you go to Jamaica. Like, you're sending things and you expect when you reach Jamaica, everybody must drop what they're doing because you are there. So they should drop their jobs, drop whatever to drive you around and carry everywhere because what? You send a little thing. No. 
that's ridiculous, that don't make no sense. Do it because you really want to help and keep it moving. And, you know, as as bad as the situation is, as I mentioned sometime, that people don't need it, they just want it. You have to make your own discernment. Like if you lend, if you give somebody something and you see them with something nice, nobody call them out and cause no drama. You can't take them to the side one way and say, boss, I understand my work really hard. And I understand so you want certain things, but I can't afford for you to send all them things for you to buy new shoes or new this or new that. Like it's hard. It's already hard for me. So I can't cover your necessities, but I really can't help you with a thousand dollar phone and them kind of things. So have a conversation with people on a one way and I try to call them out and chat them behind them back and just, just talk to them and reason with them. It's so much easier. And I want to add also that if you have had the privilege of receiving something from someone that has dedicated their hard-earned money to purchasing something for you or contributing to your needs, it makes sense for you to at least try to reciprocate a nice gesture to them. So if you have somebody that, that brought you something you know, give them a, a flask of rum, a little parcel of ackee or whatever it is that you can you can give back. I mean, they're not necessarily doing it for something in return, but it's like you sweeten the deal. You can say, yo, you know, I don't really have it like that. I don't really, you know, I can't really afford anything big, but here's something from me and my family just to let you know that I appreciate you and I thank you for, you know, putting out this extra effort in in, in making sure that we had what we needed and, and we appreciate it. Like that's, that's something that means a lot. And sometimes people will assume that, oh, she don't need nothing. Him don't need anything. Sometimes it's just a kind gesture that shows that you appreciate something that makes people look back and say, boy, you know, I can really help out when I can with this person. So, you, you know, you kind of don't make it be one sided wherever you can help offer to help and say, you know, you need anything. You need me to do anything for you. You want me to carry you go anywhere. You need anything dropped off. Like if you have the time offer your services or offer something that you can because it just sounds it's it just seems selfish otherwise right and another thing too a lot of times like we you move from the islands you move to another country and sometimes the phone only ring when somebody wants something or even if you don't move from the island, sometimes you just have family members or friends who just reach out to you because they say, oh, yeah, Charmaine, yeah, man, I can't ask her. And there's no conversation in between. There's no, oh, let me check in on her. Let me check on her, see if she's all right. You will be going through the worst time. And nobody's checking in for you. Nobody's asking if you're okay. Nobody's saying, hey, you all right? But people are quick to be messaging you, asking you for stuff. Like, come on, man. Check in on people. Sometimes, depending on where you are, foreign can be a very lonely and depressing place sometimes, you know. And if you're not around, especially if you're in a very unfamiliar place and you're not around family and friends to kind of like, you know, keep it going. Sometimes it means a lot. 
to hear from somebody back home. You crack a joke, you share a memory, and it keeps you connected. It keeps you grounded. Like these things matter, but it can be, hey, me need something. Hey, I need somewhere to stay. Hey, me run short pan this this month. Can you help? Nah. Like it's just human nature. You can't just take, take, take. You have to at least at some point understand, say, yo, I, I have to at least do my part to show these people that, I really care. I genuinely care for them also. Although I need something, although I need the help, I really care for them. And it's like, it's hard to understand sometimes, but sometimes we are overseas and we're struggling too. Our bank accounts will be in the negative too. We'll be like shaking out our, our, our savings for, for bus fare and food and whatever. Like it's not always easy. It's not always easy. It's sometimes it's a really stressful struggle that you have to go through. And then, you know, people think that it's so easy because it's so glittery and it looks so great on TV. But in fact, it's not. It's really hard. And then when you finally, you know, save up enough money, you can do your little vacation. And that is like your relaxation, your time away and you know, it's just your time for yourself and you, and, and, and you can really disconnect because getting into the rhythm and the routine of, of being abroad and just working from work to home, work to home, it can become just like a vicious cycle and you don't really get to relax and your mind is constantly going. So when you're finally able to go on your vacation and go back to Jamaica and, you know, it's it's really, it's it's therapeutic for you. And then people see that sometimes and they're like, oh no, but you have money. You have money. We know you have money because we see our trouble. But don't really even understand the back end that, yo, this take whole heap of overtime. This take a whole heap of, you know, humility for just like deal with some of them people here every day. For me to be even able to purchase this ticket and to even buy things that I can bring. So it's, it's, it's like it makes sense to understand both sides sometimes because people will say, oh, on a foreigner mean, on a this, oh my gosh. I wish sometime people would understand how hard it can be. And then, you know, when you move to the States or you move abroad and then you have family members or friends or people that you know a long time who have been here before you, <laughs> Sometimes you have them situations where you come and, you know, we spoke about the resilience and the focus where you have to have to make it. Sometimes you you come up after them and your resilience just built differently. You just build differently. You just depend on a mission. You want to get things done. You're going to get to the top however it takes. You, you, you know, you have the humility, you have the focus, you have what it takes. And everybody's not going to be happy with that. You know, everybody's not going to be happy with that. Everybody's not going to be okay with that. And you have to just keep going. You have to be okay. And those are the things that you have to deal with sometimes where you can't, you can't really talk about it because it's like, yo, you're that foreign. What a problem. <laughs> you know, get it done. Make a way. And it's, it's not always easy. And when your focus is different, the results are more rewarding and it, it, it's just really telling about your character when you're able to just push through and make things happen. 
you know, a lot of people always say, oh, you know what? Foreigner, them have a two-week two week rule. People don't like visit. I mean, when I, you know, would visit my family and stuff, I used to have that in the back of my mind too. Like, there's a two-week rule where them don't want to see you again. When the ackee done, when the when the fish done, when the, the breadfruit done, them don't want to see you again. And honestly, I mean, that could very well be true. But I think that a way to kind of circumvent that and to, you know, avoid some of them those uncomfortable situations happening is to have an open communication about how the trip is going to go. I think people just like book ticket. Yo, may I come stay with you? No more conversation is had after that. There's no discussion of house rules. There's no discussions of what's, what you should do, what you can't do. There's nothing. It's like, yeah, man, I'm a bridging. I'm a sister. May I go? May I go stay? Nah, you need to be having these conversations like, okay, I'm coming for two weeks. Is there anything, first of all, is there anything that you'd like me to bring? Offer. Some people might say, yeah, man, get me some banana chips, get me some rum or whatever. You know, you do what you can within your means, right? Also coming for vacation, you have a little money you want to buy things, so you don't want to spend out. I totally understand. But when you get here, it's like, okay, um, let me know what the house rules are. Um, you know, am I going to get a key? I'm going to be in and out. You know, just help, just make sure that I am, you are okay with me being here and what I am expected to do. I have that conversation and hey, I'm here for two weeks on the 31st. I'm leaving. Um, on this day, I'm not going to be here and offer, offer to help. Like I said before in my previous um, episode, offer to help say, hey, you know, I can help you with this. I can help you with that because, you know, well, personally for me, I don't know about everybody else, but when people come to stay with me, I am a host. I am making breakfast and I'm taking them out. And if they need to go shopping and they need to do things that it's, it's me, the buck stops with me. I will, I will make sure I do that. So it's always nice when people are respectful and also understand that you have rules and you have boundaries and they try to abide by it. The problem that I see is that people will kind of come into a home and just like have just complete disregard for other people's space and in general, not only if you're moving, if you're going to another country, just in general, no regard, no communication, just do what you want to do. And that can't work. And also what you need to understand, if you are going into a home, like if I'm visiting a friend somewhere and my friend is married and especially if they're married to somebody from another culture, there are things that I have to make sure that I ask and I discuss like what's okay you shouldn't be wearing this in the house like <laughs> listen <sighs> oh my god have you ever I hope you've never experienced this but have you ever have a friend or a family member or somebody over your house and you're with you know you're in a home with your husband or your boyfriend and they literally come out in like thang bikini or some 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 booty shots and you're like wait what like like these are the things that people don't consider like you cannot do that you cannot be walking around into us in a stranger's home looking like that those are like house rules you need to kind of understand what's acceptable or not and in the same token if i'm the host 
you know, I have the responsibility to make sure that I'm communicating when things aren't going well. I can honestly say I have not always been the best at this, but you don't want to make people feel uncomfortable without having a communication. So you start where people, well, Jamaica people say, show them bad face. Like you don't want to do that. You want to be able to have a communication and say, sis, you should, you can't wear the booty shots in other hours like that. Sweet, like it not look right. And you as a friend or family member say, oh, you know, I'm so sorry. You know, you don't take offense to it. You understand that places have rules. And I've seen that. And then you don't hear that side of the story. You know, the only side of the story you hear is, oh, man, I go back at them yard, them this, them that. But open communication is key. You have to talk about it. You have to, as a host, you have to make it known. And as a person who is staying there, you have to ask the question, what, if somebody is, what is needed? If somebody is trusting you with their house key, trusting you to stay in their home, there's a certain level of respect that you, that is owed. And that is basic. So there's just, where, where that is concerned, boundaries, you have to set the boundaries and you have to understand the rules and you have to understand the limits that people have to these. And and if you consider those things, your trips will be so much easier. And I'm not only talking about people visiting from the islands. I'm talking about you leaving from Florida to New York or wherever it is, staying with somebody else. Understand the boundaries. And back to the point where we're talking about marriages and interracial marriages and interracial couples. And I'm definitely having an episode and I have a special guest for that one coming soon on um, dating and, and interracial marriages and, and, and stuff like that. But there are a lot of people who marry into cultures where it is not the norm for you to send money to the islands or to help your family member. It's like, Wait, what are you doing? What are we doing this month? We're sending money to you. Who? Why? Can't she work? Can't they work? I don't know if we're not watch 90 Day Fiance, but that show there is hilarious. <laughs> that show, on, on one of the episodes, it actually showed this particular example where the girl was like, wait, why are you sending money to Jamaica to your sister? She don't work. So it's not, it, not everyone understands that sometimes when you move away, you have to send something for your family. You have to help them out in some ways. You know, it, it's like sometimes when you leave the island, you were like one of the breadwinners in the family. And now that you have left, you still have, you carry that responsibility. And of course, back to setting the cadence and setting the value and help making sure people understand what's going for, what, what is going to be done going forward. But sometimes you have to discuss that with your spouse. And that is not always a comfortable discussion because not everybody is is okay with it. Not everybody's exposed to that. It's not something that is common in in a lot of cultures. So as a recipient, you have to also think about that too. Yo, my sister is married. She has a whole relationship and children and family. Like she can't, she has to discuss these things with her husband. And there's just things that, there's so many, so much more to talk about on this topic, but it really, you have to be very aware of how your actions affect other people and what are the possibilities that can come when there's so much expectation on someone else. And and my final point is, I was talking about taking care of your mother and taking care of your parents. And, you know, for me, 
my my priority in life is making sure my my parents are good like the older you get now your parents are get a little older and you start consider different things you know your, your, your responsibility you feel more responsible for them well for me personally but you have to make sure that you are you are of course budgeting and setting your limits and making sure that you're doing what you can to help them because at the end of the day you still in some ways you owe your parents they they sacrifice a lot and as much as we have to set our boundaries sometimes just like always saving for travel and doing extra money it it may be that residual income that can help them along and they appreciate it and it may not just be your parents it may be the person who raised you your auntie somebody in another in another community it's just a matter of striking a balance and understanding needs versus wants you can't always be giving to people to feed their wants and you're denying your family and friends their needs. So it's basically striking a balance and understanding that you can treat yourself too. You can go on a nice vacation. You can buy yourself something nice. You don't have to always feel guilty for doing it. You have to just strike a balance and know, say, okay, I can do this, but I know at the end of the month, this is what I'm able to contribute to that cause. Thank you for listening to the Culture Shock with Charm podcast. It was a pleasure having you on board today. If you love our conversation, please tell a friend. We would love to have more people join our tribe. Please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Culture Shock with Charm. Link up soon, everybody. Have a great weekend. Talk to you soon. Bye.